After a virtual two-decade hiatus, David Bromberg's re-emergence on the touring scene in the 21st century has been welcomed by old fans and new ears alike. A musical virtuoso and cagey entertainer, David's performances conjure up a musical gumbo of styles, spanking wit, and a captive audience. Bromberg's storied past is in the books, and he has certainly earned some respect from his art. This is Air Stephen. I traveled to David's home in Wilmington, Delaware, and found a man at peace in his element, very comfortable in his new hometown digs, and very welcoming. Quite a contrast from the somewhat intimidating and imposing persona that exudes from the stage. The demon in disguise doesn't seem to be a danger man in his own home, but maybe I've let the glasses fool me. The glint in his eyes still speaks to, and is a testament to his undying veracity. Join me now for a special Folk and Beyond feature, David Bromberg in his own house. You're listening to WTJU Charlottesville, and I'm David Bromberg, and if you don't know who that is, don't feel bad about it. I I have no idea who you are. As long as I've been doing this, I still hate the first tune, man. I want to get it over with. That's why I always do a fast one. I figure it'll be done quicker that way. I need to play something to reassure myself, you know? Now, don't let the glasses fool you. Sam is Simon when you measure my size. Don't let false estimations overrule you. So even you might come realize I've been a wizard since my child. <laughs> And I've earned some respect for my art I rule the spirits that live in the wild And every evening I talk to the stars I stand tall with the unseen powers So why should I be scared of you? I could fill your house with flowers Till I could poison all your mirrors too I've been a wizard since my child And I've earned some respect for my art I rule the spirits that live in the wild world Every evening I talk to the stars I say Furthermore Sisters and brothers. Don't you take me to be merely one more. I know you dealt this way with many others. But here I come to attempt to even out the score. You know, I really think. I think you should have guessed by now. Hey, I'm a demon! Uh, in disguise. You're just a little bit behind all the rest somehow. 
You overlook all the manifestations that exhibit my veracity to the wise. That is to say, you shouldn't let their glasses fool you. Stand beside me when you measure my size. Don't let false estimations overrule your better judgment. Some evening you might come up Realize Children, I am a demon in disguise This is Air Steven with WTJU On the road in Wilmington, Delaware Visiting David Bromberg's Fine Violins And it is a beautiful shop David Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. I guess, what was it, about 2002, so that's four years ago, that we spoke and talked about your impending move here to Delaware, and I think you told me there was a certain contract that you went into with the city of Bloomington at that time as part of your deal. Is is your term up? Is your contract up? Does that affect what you're going to do in the future? Parts of it certainly are up, uh, but... Uh... I'm, I'm quite happy here. I don't think things are going to change very much. And so your move to Wilmington has been, from the sound of your music, from what you've been doing recently, it seems like it's done real well for you. I'm, yeah, I'm really happy. I'm here. It's a nice quality of life. And I especially love the jam sessions. That's really made me want to play a whole lot more. Now, the jam sessions, I've heard some musicians on some of your shows, for instance, the show you did as part of a series called, I think you call it My Own House, Mm -hmm. that is a series of concerts that you're arranging at the Opera House right here in Wilmington. And uh, I think that you've even recruited some of those folks from the jam sessions to actually sit in with your band. Yeah, I have. There's some just brilliant musicians who come. Has that rejuvenated your... I have to say, yeah. I mean, I really feel it has. Do you get calls from people these days to... I know you you used to be this incredible sideman that did a lot of that. I used to do a lot of it. Um, I don't get called much, which I'm glad about. I do get calls every now and then, and and some of them I do, some of them I don't. It's just, I've spent so much time in windowless rooms that I I don't really uh, hunger to spend more, which is one of the reasons why I haven't done a record in a long time of my own. You know, more windowless rooms and more just intense, intense work. I mean, recording is really intense stuff. I know that you've always been a person that it wasn't about the business, it was about the music. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be any albums coming out in the future? Um, A few years ago, a guy walked up to me after a show and handed me a, a CD. It turned out that he had been the sound man at a concert that I did in 1984. And I can't tell you exactly where that concert was or Carnegie Hall would sue me. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, it was a live tape from the, he was the sound man, it was a live tape from the board, and it was really good. And um, that's the last thing that I put out. Um, it wasn't the last thing I recorded, but it was uh, that, that's available at my concerts and on the websites. I'm really proud of it. And I am playing around with a couple of things. There might be something coming out. Um, uh, but I, I don't want to set a time when I'm ready. Deals are down 
How do you see the future of music as far as, well, now anybody can make a CD, it seems. There's technology where somebody at home can end up with GarageBand on their Mac coming out with something and sending it out. I know that as a radio person, I get tons of stuff. Some of it is, some of it you wonder why these people even make us. You listen to it? I try to listen to most of it. <laughs> if they send it to me, I try to listen to it as much as I can. And every once in a while, I just get one that's just incredible. Every time I, 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 every morning when I wake up, and every time I leave my house, I say a little prayer. Dear Lord, please don't let anyone give me another CD today. <laughs> so how do you hear the new music? Who listens? You don't listen to <laughs> No, I listen, I listen to what I want to listen to. I just have so much stuff to listen to that the pile of CDs that people give me is just a, it's a guilt pile. And I don't need more. You know, it's going to be years before I work my way through all the CDs I've been given. I don't have a lot of time to do it, but I have a violin shop. Right. And so I don't really have the time to listen to to a gajillion CDs every day. How do you feel about people recording the shows? I used to not like it, but um, ever since this guy showed up with the recording, I, I feel a little differently about it. I like I would like to be able to say which one, sh which recording should be destroyed. <laughs> you know. Right. But aside from that, you know, it's. Uh, I think the only people that really collect them are the people that have everything you've ever done and just love your music. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. So they're already out there on the edge and, and probably are worthy of being a supporter at that point. So, so do you want people to send you shows if they have to hear old stuff? Um, or would that end up in your pile? I have a pile of those that, that, I, that I want to go through before I go the, uh, through the other pile. Uh -huh. So uh, right now, no. Uh -huh. Right now, no, no, that could change. Not many artists can take a song that was written by someone else and own it. David Bromberg has that talent. One of the tunes that has become a staple of his live performances is a tune called I'll Take You Back. Man, North Carolina is, is a really nice place, but so much of it is out of doors. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a New York child. I don't really trust any air I can't see. And, and I just have not, I have heard entirely too little complaining. There's been too little of that, and I'm about to rectify that.
finally come out and told me You don't want me around You're tired of me, baby Can't be seen with no clown You say you got a new man Set to take my place Had the disrespect of flaunted in my face Come and tell me Daddy, that was way back when You think you might do better If I would take you back again I, 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 I'll take you back When rattlesnakes have knees And money grows on trees I'll take you back Whatever your little heart desired, baby I do mean little All you had to do was say You know how to come up with it, honey? Some old kind of way But I guess for some people Kind ain't no way to be You took my kindness for weakness, babe Walked all over me Now you come and tell me You might have made a mistake You're hoping and praying that it's not too late. I, 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 I'll take you back. I'll take you back. When rats learn how to fly And winos don't get high I'll take you back
So peace be with you, honey. <laughs> Good luck and happiness. No hard feelings, baby. <laughs> I wish you only the best. But believe me when I tell you, and remember when I say, let's not hold your breath, girl. Waiting for the day, I, 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 I'll take you back. I'll take you back. When the sun refused to shine And murder ain't a crime I'll take you back <laughs> Sure, baby, I'll take you back No thing, I'll take you back, honey, honest I, I just been sitting beside this telephone Hoping that you would call me up and ask me um, Ask me uh, what was that you wanted? No, baby, I remember. I just, I just like to hear you ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take you back, baby. Sure, honey. When no means yes and more means less, I'll take you back, girl. When ice is hot and fire is not, I'll take you back, baby. When water ain't wet and George W. pays off the national debt, I'll take you back. Ah, yeah. Show me. I got it. I've been planning on it. I got it written down here somewhere. It said, take the bitch back. Let me see here. Let me just look at my date book. No, no. No, no. another year. Twelfth will never be good for me. You have your people call my people. <laughs> Shall I take you back, baby? When fools don't fall in love and Michael Jackson wears the other glove, I'll take you back, baby. When your mama too tired to talk and the dead get up and walk, I'll take you back, honey. When James Brown ain't funky and King Kong ain't a doggone monkey, I'll take you back, babe. I'll tell you when I'll take you back, when they find the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, that'd be a very good time. When the preachers on TV start sending cash to me, I'll take you back. Come on home If you can wait that long There's a song that Ron Estrin 
Rick Estrin. Rick Estrin wrote that you cover, and it really has become your song. And you embellish it quite a bit. When did you first hear that tune, and did you ever play with uh, Little Charlie and the Night Cats when you were out in the Bay Area? Well, I've seen Rick a number of times. I can't remember if I ever sat in with a whole band. I might have. Um, but uh, they're a wonderful band, Little Charlie and the Night Cats, and Rick writes great tunes. He's been asking me when I'm going to record it. You know, when I go to a lot of your shows, I always hope that it's all your people there. And the main reason I hope that is, is because I hope nobody requests anything. <laughs> because that's the kiss of death for a song that we might want to hear. Well. <laughs> Every once in a while I've heard you actually take a request, but I think it's only because... I was planning to do it anyhow, <laughs> or it seemed like it should come anyhow. I don't plan my sets. I don't have a set list. Um, but the the sets develop a kind of an energy, and I follow that. You know, if I feel like... I, I just get a feeling that this kind of a song or this specific song should happen here. And uh, uh, requests usually don't take into account anything except they walked in with that idea they wanted to hear that. And, and you know, they the people who request things may know what they want to hear, but they don't know how to put together a set or where it should go or if it should go. You know, I never, I never, ever do a request that somebody shouts from the audience in the middle of the show. I never do it. But, you know, there should be an exception to every rule. This will be it. Don't ever try it again. Because it won't work. Never again. you a little bit about Reverend Gary Davis. Sure. I know that when you were young, Reverend Gary Davis was a big mentor for you. I discovered Reverend Gary Davis's records, um, gee, when I was about 14 or 15, and uh, was surprised to find him, because uh, I knew that he was in North Carolina, but he had moved to New York, and I found him in a coffee house in New York City when I was 18 or 19. And uh, I asked him if he'd give me lessons, and he said yes. And it, in exchange for the lessons, at first I paid him for the lessons, but after a while, instead of paying him, he preferred that I would uh, um, lead him around, give him my time back. And so I used to do that. I used to take him wherever he needed to go, and he'd give me all-day guitar lessons. When he gave you lessons, did he teach you the song by just by watching him and then repeating, or did you record it and then learn it and come back? Or? Well, this is a long time ago. It was before we had cassette recorders. Uh, I guess I could have lugged a reel to reel, but I didn't. Um, you know, he'd, he'd play a portion of it, and I'd try and play it back. He'd play it again, and finally when I got as much as I could, we'd go to the next portion. It went like that. He was he was not a bad teacher at all. I heard that he had a, he had a kind of a love-hate affair with 
getting his songs published or getting his songs out because he didn't want people in this. He, he wanted people no, to know his music, yeah. but he didn't want people to steal his lyrics. Well, no, he was. It, it goes deeper than that. He was ambivalent about it because he didn't want what he did to die with him. On, on the other hand, he didn't want to teach all these young characters everything. He didn't want somebody to be able to do everything he could do. But he, you know, he, he didn't want to take it with him, so he had this ambivalence. That's my mother and my sister, folks, and the girl that taught me how to do the black and tan. You know, I thought I heard my good gal call my name. Hey, hey, call my name. No, she don't call so loud, but she calls a dog on plane. Call me like this, you go. favorite songs and I think you wrote it it was on I think Bandit in a Bathing Suit mm -hmm. was Sweet Sweet Sadness really and I don't think I've ever no I, I haven't done it live, and live. I, I did it once or twice shortly after I wrote it it's a sweet sweet sadness melancholy madness sorrow that somehow I can't explain Sweet, sweet sadness, a melancholy madness, 
You are listening to David Bromberg in his own house, a special Folk and Beyond feature right here on 91.1 WTJU, Charlottesville. We will return after these brief messages. 